are now entering Armbar Audio. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Armbar Audio. I'm your host, Tim Farley, and not next to me is my trusted John companion. Jones, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the impromptu Armbar Audio freestyle, uh, which is also our Halloween special, only because of the day it's coming out. <laughs> which I didn't realize. But Tim's dressed as himself, and I'm the magic man. And speaking of magic, I got some tricks for you. Watch this. I just removed my hat. Tim can't see me. I just removed the hat. And inside, you will see, you will be amazed when I pull out the uh, the amazing thing that's in here. Oh, my goodness. Boom. Magic tricks. Look at this. It is none other than, of course. What the hell is that? It's the... Armbar Audio Plus Ultra T-shirt, which of course is available. I'm going to bring it up. Available, boom, right there at https colon forward slash forward slash teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash armbar dash audio. You can get this and a lot of awesome, cool stuff. We know it's a little bit early for Christmas, but if you've been watching the news, they're saying that everything's going to run out. So hurry to our shop to purchase your best friend or significant other a sweet, sweet piece of swag from Armbar. Oh, yeah. And, of course, closer to the holiday, we will likely uh, set up a sale. They have a way to do that. They have, like, holiday sale integration on the website. A sale on post. Fuck a sale, I'm po. Fuck a sale, I'm po. Fuck a sale, I'm po. So I'm going to remove this now and switch to my other hat so my headphones fit better. Oh, yo, John, I was just looking at the side of your head, and I think that you should get the stuff in your head like Minoru Suzuki. And I know a guy who could do it if you have pictures. I always just go down to skin, but I've been thinking about getting something actually shaved in there. You should do yeah, the Suzuki that'd be pretty, thing. I, that'd be pretty cool. And then every time you enter the room, I have to Cousin, play. You know, right? Yeah. Oh, God. You would not <laughs> believe how actually hot this little thin-ass cape is. Well, yeah, that was the Halloween bit. You've had it You've had it on for about an hour. We've been fucking around for Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, so there, there was your Halloween bit for the year. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> uh. So, since this is the freestyle episode, the first subject I'm going to talk about is John's inadequate breasts. They are not really pleasurable to they're, me. They're anymore. not up to par. Uh, what after, like Jada Pinkett Smith says, after you're in a long relationship, the sex just kind of dies down. Right. I'm just kidding, but seriously, fuck Jada Pinkett Smith. She should, he should drop her last name, that name, because last year she cut off his fucking balls. Now she's pretty much trying to drive a fucking stake through his heart. Like, what the fuck did this guy do to you, bitch? You're not wrong. But no, but that has nothing to do with wrestling. It's just been on my mind (laughs) lately. No, I get it. 
because I fucking hate her. So, Tim, uh, we both brought some topics today to talk about in the world of professional wrestling, as this is the freestyle. It's the episode where we talk about hot topics in the world of pro wrestling. And there's kind of a lot going on right now. Yeah, and they're not just hot topics. They're hot topics that we think are hot topics. So uh, if you're looking for me to talk about Mandy Rose and Gigi Dolan and Jesse James winning titles or uh, Which? Uh, some bullshit about uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Sami Zayn, you could watch somebody else's channel. They are hot topics. Do, does Sid still do NXT reviews? That doesn't even do his channel anymore. What's the last thing he's done? Does he not? Does he not do anything anymore? He's taking the uh, hiatus. hiatus. All right. Well, when he comes back, we got to get his ass on the show. <clears throat> <laughs> That's our boy, man. I know. I'm fucking kidding. I only said that because I know he's going to exactly. listen. And there's so much. many people that we want to get back on the show again, like Jargski. Got to get Jargski back on for something. Maybe when the fucking oh, yeah. uh, World Tag League starts coming up again. Try to get Jargski going. Yeah. Something Japan-related. That's his forte. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need to get that. We need to get that Warren Hayes rub again. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. That, mother, that motherfucker is blowing up because of I was going to say, we need our favorite Canadians. <laughs> He's always like, I got a great interview coming out. And I'm like, well, is it on your channel? And I'm, it's like, no, it's on Bell to Bells, which you Bell should Bells definitely check out. Fuck up, and I'm proud of them. I'm proud of, proud of yeah, Kristen. Absolutely. Proud of, I'm proud of Warren, too, getting the PWI rub as well. Good shit. Yeah, absolutely. Our friends are cool. This, our friends well, are Welcome cool. to this section of the show. It's called Our Friends Are Cool. <laughs> Even though we only talk about two of them, we have other ones. ones we got the White Hot Tag Podcast. They're rad dudes. You got, uh, yeah, got and, Tiff. Uh, the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Power Drive. Drive. You got Tiffsky. You got and Tiffsky. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got uh, Spine on the Pine. Book it, Vince. You got Chris at Black Baymax 18. I don't know if he does a podcast, but he's a cool Twitter follow. No, he just does yeah. art. His art is fucking good. And, his, and speaking and of rules, speaking of art, J Rock, J Rock, J Rock. Yeah, dude, I found out. Now this matters because I bought a, a drawing from J Rock Draws of the Butcher. Yeah, who is in one of my favorite bands of all time. Every time ETID, I die, baby. And they just dropped a new album, John. Keep and Two of my favorite songs, the two my two favorite songs off the album, I found out today were both written by Andy. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that that concludes the "Our Friends Are Cool" se- segment, which just kind of happened. <laughs> but it's freestyle. Oh, it's also, freestyle. Andy, Andy Williams is pretty much my friend. Our friend Andy Williams. He's retweeted me and talked to me on Twitter before, so that rules. Now, is that... Andy Williams is, is that the butcher. The, no, I couldn't tell you were talking about the butcher or the most wonderful time of the year guy. <laughs> most, the most wonderful what? time of the year guy. <laughs> the Christmas song? It's the most wonderful time of the year. That person's yeah. called Andy yeah. Williams? Yeah. Oh. 
Dude, I don't know any Christmas song artists a lot of... other than Luther Vandross and Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. Like, um, all, all the all the old Crosby, ones. Bing I just Crosby, assume baby. that's that's what I'm saying. I was just about to say the only name that I think of is Bing Crosby because yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Well, you you know I love the Christmas music, so you know. But uh, you want to get into the shit? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Show's over. Go home. Show's over. <laughs> yeah. So first, we're gonna kick it off with a little what, bit of John? Noah, a little bit of about? Japanese wrestling, Noah! a little bit of Pura Resu. Talking about Noah. Talking they got about a New big Japan. show. They got a big show this weekend called Demolition uh, Stage. Enter Demolition Stage. Yes, In Fukuoka. Uh, the Junior Heavyweight Championship will be on the line when Hayata defends against a member of Peros Del Mal de Japon uh, Nosawa Rongai. Uh, then. Um, the main event is the GHC Heavyweight Championship. Katsuhiko Nakajima's first defense against a legend who he has never beat in a singles match, Masato Tanaka. And I am looking forward to this match so bad because I love Nakajima and I love Tanaka. And this is... Nakajima's second reign because he did the same exact thing last year where he won the tournament and then he won the title. But I have a feeling Noah's going to run, run with him for a while. Yeah. And um, one of the reasons I think that, John, is because David LaGreca of Busted Open did a small bonus episode, which was only like 15 minutes with an interview of him. And there was a translator. Uh, and the best thing that Nakajima said, the first question was, what is different and special about Noah? Why should people watch Noah? And his answer was me. <laughs> Basically, Nakajima, I'm the reason you should be watching Noah. What, the little bit of Noah that I've watched... Um, the things that have stood out to me the most are definitely Nakajima. Um, pretty much all you like. I, Ken- what, what's his name? Keno. I like Keno. And you like Mayor Fuji, Fuji. Yeah. Um, and I really like the the uh, English commentator with the weird voice. <laughs> he has a top hat. He probably does wear a top hat. He probably wears a full tuxedo. Dude, I want animal. He probably wears the full tuxedo to the extent that he has a fucking cummerbund. <laughs> That's a it fun is a word. Uh, also, in the um, in there, they asked him when he fell in love with pro wrestling, and he said, "Whenever I started it." Which is kind of funny, but at the same time makes so much sense because the fucker started at age 15. That's amazing. But, uh, yeah, Nakajima is, is has something to prove in this match, and Tanaka's resume speaks for itself. If you don't know who he is, shame on you. But uh, this whole show is 
going to rule because every big Noah show that I've seen this year has ruled, and I expect nothing less. Absolutely. So, hold on. I'm just making sure my ducks are in a row. Okay. We're going to move on from Noah to uh, some New Japan action because they got a quite big show coming up as well. Um, they have Power Struggle coming up. Um, as it is known on the graphics, Tim, do you have a date for Power Struggle for me? It's the 6th of November. But we were going to talk about some other New Japan stuff first. Uh, are we going to talk about Okada first? Before Power Yeah, and Ibushi. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Okay. I don't have a picture for Ibushi. So, but yeah. And the G1 finals, it was Ibushi <clears throat> for the fourth year in a row against Kazuchika Okada, and Okada won, and Ibushi got hurt. Uh, there has been a recent update, and I'm reading this from New Japan 1972.com. Yes. On October 21st, G1 final, Kota Ibushi suffered an injury in the ring that led to the match being stopped. After treatment from ringside medical staff, he was taken for a thorough evaluation. The evaluation revealed a right anterior dislocation of the shoulder and joint lip, lip damage. Recovery is expected to take two months. So, we should see uh, Ibushi at wrestling. Yeah. Is what they're pretty um, much saying. I think... This update likely caused a sigh of relief to make its way throughout the New Japan fandom because a lot of people assumed that there was a full fracture or a full break involved. And uh, knowing that we knowing that he's just dealing with a dislocation is still not great, but way better than a break. I know that you don't watch football, John. But I'm pretty sure the Cleveland Browns quarterback, Baker Mayfield, has dislocated his shoulder twice since the season started, which is insane. Yeah. Like, it started like a month or month and a half ago. And, like, he's like, no, I'm playing next week. It'll be fine. Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> you're, out of your, you're out of your brain. <laughs> he's one of the big, tough football players, man. Here got no football you know, and all that. Like Meanwhile, that. none of them sound like that. I don't know why I give them that voice. Because we like Boomhauer. We do like Boomhauer. I'll tell you what, man. I like that dang old Boomhauer. <laughs> but yeah, so um, stemming from the G1, we have uh, Okada emerging victorious in the G1. And having some choice words for uh, one Mr. Tomatonga, who... Well, yeah, choice words, yeah, choice words about, about a lot of about shit. New Japan in yeah. general. So, let's see. Load for me. Thank you. So, Okada addressed the media for the first time as the G1 Climax 31 winner on uh, the 22nd of October. A uh, video press conference less than 24 hours removed from a G1 final that ended with Kota Ibushi's arm injury in the Nippon Budokan. Uh, Chairman Sugabayashi was first to address the media. Um, talked about the G1 climax when it started, um, the runtime, 
Talked about, about the COVID. COVID protocols and how cooperative the fans were, and they were able to do the whole thing without a hitch, and they were very appreciative. And um, talked about Ibushi's injury, and then uh, when Okada took the stage, um, he basically is like, "Well, I was able to win G1 Climax 31. Take the, I want to take the time to thank the fans for all their support." Now it's behind us. Looking back on the last month, I think it was definitely a fulfilling experience, is what he said. And um, uh, talked about Ibushi's injury, because I don't know if anybody saw the picture floating around social media, but the picture after the after Okada won, where he was just clutching Ibushi's hand and just looked... Um, broken in my opinion like he just looked like he felt so bad about what had happened do you agree Tim yeah yeah that picture that picture spoke volumes but um when somebody so one of the reporters asked um, he said that last night Okada had talked about wanting the fourth generation IWGP heavyweight championship belt. And Okada says that he won the G1 and wants to face Ibushi again, but feels there should be something concrete to represent that. Uh, says that he's not a champion and doesn't have anything to put up. The IWGP heavyweight championship that Ibushi retired, though, I'm not saying that people should call me the XCF heavyweight champion or anything, but he wants to hold that belt until Ibushi gets back. So that's interesting, isn't it, Tim? Very. And uh, I love the idea. And he did bring it. I mean, he had it at one of those Road to Power Struggle shows. So it seems like they've um, gone ahead and did it for him. But he's holding that in place of the contract briefcase. But it seems that he still has that contract because he's putting it on the line against Tomatonga at Power Struggle. Is there anything else in there that you want to mention, Tim? Yeah. Uh, Okada said that... Um... There's usually a briefcase with a contract inside, but after the way things ended yesterday, I want to face Ibushi again. And since Ibushi retired that title, I want it as proof of my promise to him to have a title belt instead of a contract. Which, I just... Okada... Okada is definitely the company man, the face of the company. Like, he... The way he talks is... And the way he treats his opponents is just very admirable and res- respectful. Um, well, I don't yeah. know because, and then especially in regards to Tomatonga, uh, Okada has been, I'd say, brutally honest. He usually yeah. is. Uh, Tom, Tom, he's, uh, he's bringing Tom a beat Okada. Yeah, Tom a beat Okada in the G1. In G1. Tom had a fantastic Absolutely. Team. Even the matches he lost, like he, they should be making him a single star. And, and the fact that 
he's probably going to lose and that he's going to be thrown back into the tag tournament uh, is a huge disservice to that man because he deserves more. His G1 was very, very impressive. But, uh, but yeah, he's been, uh, Okada has been bringing some attitude to the backstage comments. And it's not exactly an unwelcome uh, change or maybe even just a return to the Rainmaker persona that we got going on here. What do you think? Yeah, he's uh, he's he's showing up, man. He's trying to he's trying to reclaim his his place, in my opinion. So we'll go from this and get into the Power Struggle card. Uh, Power Struggle is on November sixth, twenty twenty one. And we're not talking. Yeah, we're not talking about the whole thing. We're talking about talking about those sweet, sweet title belts. And those ones with Wrestle Kingdom implications. Uh, first thing we're talking yeah. about, we got the never open weight six man tag titles are on the line when uh, Goto Ishii and Yoshihashi. Yes, I just like blanked on his name. <laughs> I almost said Yoshitatsu. Yeah. Oh, God. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Goto Ishii Yoshihashi defending their titles against the House of Terror faction within Bullet Club. Torture. House of Torture. The House of Torture faction. Of course I know. And they're it's called, called that because every time you watch an evil it's match, torture. it's torture. Hey. Let's go. Other Bring than that one time in the G1 where Jeff Cobb beat the fuck out of him. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's evil, huge, and oh, fuck. Okay, yo, damn it, John. <laughs> I could read them off. I'm looking. I at know. It. I'm trying, but I'm. I challenge myself to remember which is which. And you every time, every, every time. time. <laughs> <laughs> Show. Show. Show enough. <laughs> but yeah. What do you what do you think about this, John? Um because I have I have some conf- conflicting I thoughts. I don't really eh, I don't really have any thoughts when it comes to the six man belts in New Japan ever, really. But Well see, that's the thing. Before this team held those titles, it, they really didn't fucking matter. Yeah. But this team has brought prestige to these belts. Right. And Yoshihashi I haven't watched enough recently has been improving. I have a thought, I guess. Yoshihashi has been improving uh, uh, immensely. Yeah. Uh, his his Goto G1 was great. Had, Goto's G1 wasn't that good, but he made up for it on the last night by beating Tama Tonga. <laughs> Ishii is always... You know, solid in the G one. He's you in know, the you're mix. Getting with right, but but there, but then you look at the other team, and this is a place on the card where evil belongs. Number yeah. one, 
Also, you know they've been trying to shove evil down our throats. And with show turning at Grand Slam uh, and such, I'm torn on who's going to win here because this could be maybe the first big feud for that six-man title. Uh, I think House of Torture takes it, but Ishii, Hashi, and Goto won't be done. Yeah, and yeah, I I agree with you on House of Torture taking it because – I mean, they clearly want this evil experiment to work. So they need to do something. Well, I think it's more about show. At this for, point, the reason why at I'm this point, it's more about is, show. It's more yeah. for show. Because, uh, you know, he's he deserves a lot. He does. And, and the, junior he- the junior heavyweight scene, you know, we're going to get the best of Super Juniors. Uh, during World yeah. Tag League, which which I'm looking forward to, looking more forward to best. Super I games. have a feeling, I have a feeling. I know who's gonna win and what the match is gonna be at Wrestle Kingdom. So show having this title for now, um, suffices. Yeah, yeah, and I totally agree with what you said. It's way more about show. Because um, for this turn, for this double cross to work, you got to do something with show. Yeah, you gotta, uh, you gotta push them, and uh, you gotta push. Em. It's a shame because, like, they really couldn't do anything right after it happened because they had to go into the G one, and that's all heavyweights. So this is the time to do it. He could have easily been in Chase's spot. I mean, he could have been in Chase's spot, but they really don't like putting juniors in there. They put Takagi in They put Takagi in it, but the storyline with Takagi... I don't know. I think in in New Japan, it's like like once you do so much in the junior division, or once they think you're ready, they'll put you there anyway. And Sho is not at that level yet, in my opinion. I mean, he is... I love right. show, but if I'm Gato, I don't think he's in that spot yet. He's beaten Shingo before. Yeah. He was like the first person to beat Shingo, I believe. I could be wrong, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I think we're in agreement that House of Torture begrudgingly should win this match. All right. All right. What is do, 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 do. next? We have yeah. the uh, no time limit King of Pro Wrestling match Bitch. between Toro Yano Great and the Great Khan. And yeah, can, yeah, right you now vote. you can vote. Uh, Ocon wants a kiss my boot or foot match because uh, you know that's like his gimmick, and Yano wants an amateur wrestling match. Uh, and I think that is super interesting. Extremely. Because Yano and Ocon have amateur wrestling background. And I'd love to see something out of Yano aside from tape yeah. and uh, okay, shenanigans. So we're going to pick it right here on the podcast. We're, we have to be in agreement. Are we picking A or B? Yano or Great Ocon? You want to see? 
We all know his rules. Yeah. Oh, and that is winning by a healthy margin. Yeah. Because <laughs> people want to see wrestling. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's get rid of that. Um, get rid of that. And who do I think is going to win? Uh, Y'all know, dude. It really doesn't, it really doesn't matter, matter. Because here's the th- here's the thing. Whether Ocon wins, if Ocon wins, uh, Yano is going to get it back. It's Yano's to hold forever. So even if he loses it for a second, he's going to get it it's back. It's literally the Yano title. So, yeah. Yeah. Boom. Moving on. Talking about that junior heavyweight title scene. We're talking about Robbie Eagles defending against Suzuki Goon's El Desperado. So last year, when Hiromu got injured, El Desperado got the title, and he did very well. And when Hiromu came back, he wanted to test himself against Hiromu, not only because he was the champion, but he had never beat Hiromu. And it was a blood feud, and Hiromu beat El Desperado. But then Hiromu came back and challenged Eagles for the title, and Eagles beat Hiromu. Um, Desperado came out uh, and told Eagles that he would put the junior heavyweight tag titles on the line if he gives him a shot at the junior heavyweight belt, which they agreed. Recently, Tiger Mask and Robbie Eagles dethroned Kanamaru and Desperado. So going into this match, Robbie Eagles has a lot of momentum. I think something's going to happen. Uh, Not like, I don't know if Desperado wins here. I don't know if it's a screwy finish. But I'm saying at Wrestle Kingdom, it's going to be a triple threat between Desperado, Eagles, and Hiromu. Uh, because you have all these elements with all three of them. Um, so the winner of Pesta Super Juniors is either going to be the person who loses this match or Hiromu Takahashi. That's good shit. That's good. But I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick Desperado because Eagles has the win over Hiromu. Desperado doesn't. But if Desperado has the win over Eagles, it makes it more interesting and more of a more. uh, It backs my theory. Exactly. I totally agree, too. Um, Everything you said, fantastic. I totally agree. Yeah, I'm going Desperado. Thanks, John. Uh, the stream paused, by the way. So if you move your screen, I can't stream see. Paused. Yeah, like in Discord. Is it back now? Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, we're going right. to uh, do boom. All right. Here we go. Big fight feel. We got Hiroshi Tanahashi defending that U.S. title against Kenta. John, you know what they say. Possession is nine-tenths of the law. That's true. And Kenta is in possession of that title. That is true. 
<laughs> um, that being said, Tonahashi holds it until John Moxley can challenge him. So yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, well, unfortunately for Kenta, I should say that's pretty much. Yeah, I mean that's it. And if Shibata's coming back and he said the next time I'll be in my in-ring gear and he's not just going to do UWF st style, right. uh, maybe after the match, Kenta and some of the Bullet Club beat on Tanahashi, Shibata runs down there and fucking kicks the shit out of Kenta. Picking up right where they wanted to start Kenta. Sounds good to me. I like that. So yeah, gotta go, gotta go with Tanahashi. Fucking ace, man. Fucking ace. He's the ace. He's the fucking ace, man. You sounded like uh, you sounded like um. You didn't sound like Jay from Jay Sound Ball, but that's like something he would say, and like the way he would say it. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking more <laughs> like. You ever watch Hocus Pocus? Uh, yes, yeah, you have. Yeah. You know the two like douche guys. Right. Exactly. I was thinking about the blonde yeah. one. <laughs> well, yeah, we're gonna talk about we got. Uh, yeah, match that we mentioned uh, earlier. Kazuchika Okada putting the right to challenge for the heavyweight title up against Tomatonga. Um, John, why don't you talk okay, first? first? So we talked about all of Okada's comments and talked about the fact that Tomatonga defeated him in the G1 in one of the best matches of the G1, in my opinion. And um, I think, but for this match, I think I got to go Okada because I want to see what happens when Okada gets in there with Shingo. I'm also Although, going Okada, but... We don't know if Shingo is still the champion by Wrestle Kingdom. They usually, they usually I, always are, but we have to say if he's the champion by <laughs> Well, Wrestle Kingdom is three nights. Yeah. The past two years, it's been two nights. Last year, they did the whole gold rush yeah. thing. With Osprey holding the one belt, Shingo having the other, and Okada inserting the old belt, there's going to be a whole lot of fucking stuff going yeah. on. So, uh, it's not hard to imagine when it comes to Wrestle Kingdom, Tama Tonga being in that right. picture. But, I'm going Okada, and I'm also going to say this, John, Aaron Hanare yeah. has come back. Yeah. Aaron Hanare is from New Zealand. I'm expecting the firing squad to beat down Okada after the match. And what I mean by that is I, I'm expecting a return of bad Fale. luck falling. Yes. It would certainly inject some excitement into power struggle. He was looking for you earlier. He was standing at the door. Oh, we got some Aww. kitty talk. Bang, bang. <laughs> yeah. Where, where's he at? He, he, 
He, I don't know. Brianna just came home, and I don't know where he is. I think he's yeah. under my feet, maybe. He's been, like, jumping up in the background every, every so often. What the actual fuck? It's a small room, but he, he makes it a jungle. Brianna, you have the door open, which means he could just run out there at any goddamn point. <laughs> uh, anyway. So uh, I'm leaving that in, by the way, because that's uh, cute. Yeah, yeah, why not? Who cares? It's freestyle, freestyle baby. Freestyle means we don't have to do uh, real work. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a lot of stuff to cover yeah. here. Um, Shingo is putting his title on the line against a guy that Boom. had an amazing, the best yes. G1 run, in my opinion. Well, I don't uh, know about Zach the best Saber G1 Jr. run. I think him and, him and Jeff Cobb are kind of tied in that category. Yeah, yeah, but really, in terms of results, Cobb's block, there's the boy. If you look at Cobb, yeah, but if you look at Cobb's block, I mean, his only challenge was Okada for right. real. Oh, there's the boy. That's my son, Obsidian, and my sister, <laughs> Brianna. Um, if any anyway, of these are universe so, recognize Brianna. <laughs> right. Um, so, anyway. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. tapped Shingo yep. out. Um, don't think Takagi's going to allow it to happen again. But I'm very happy to see Sabre in the main event of a big New Japan yeah. show. Absolutely. I'm very excited because you know how I felt after the G1 final. Um, I've changed my opinion. Absolutely, absolutely fucking deflated. Yeah. I've... Uh... <laughs> I've changed my opinion since then because all this interesting stuff and all these moving parts are going on and Shabbat is back. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, this match is going to be fucking killer. Um, Shingo should be out for revenge. So he's going to be bringing that Rampage Dragon. Uh, you took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. The... Uh... The submission machine that is Zack Sabre Jr., the anaconda that is Zack Sabre Jr., will be overrun by the Rampage Dragon. Uh, another little note about New Japan that I found out today, John, which I found very interesting. Uh, New Japan has not lost money during the pandemic. They didn't ask anyone to take a pay right. cut. Um, the only reason, the only way the pandemic affected them business wise was that they weren't able to sign people that they wanted yeah. to. Uh, so that's actually really cool. Like, uh, you know, uh, from a business standpoint, that's, that's awesome. Cause you know, some of those guys are making a fuck ton yeah. of money, but we are going to move on from the land of the rising sun. And we're going to talk about some Jacksonville news. Because we got two pretty cool tournaments going on in AEW right now, don't we, Tim? We sure as shit do. We sure as shit do. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> are they both culminating at full gear, or is only one of them? Uh, I don't know about the TBS one, but the world title eliminator is. I. I'd imagine the TBS okay. one is. I hope it All is. All right. So, which one do you want to talk about first? And throw up that graphic for me. Oh so yeah, I yeah, can, yeah. Uh, Sorry. 
got the uh that's all good it's all good man there's a lot of stuff going on uh, and we're both kind of gooned at the moment no nah, i feel amazing so do i that's why we're gooned <laughs> all right we got do, 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 world eliminator world title eliminator tournament right so the first matchups were orange cassidy against hobbs orange cassidy went over Oh shit! And I kind of, yeah. I kind of disagree. The Cassidy and Hobbs, I do too. That I do move. too. I feel like the coming off of the CM Punk match, Hobbs could have at least went over Cassidy, and Cassidy wouldn't have lost any yeah. steam. Um, on the other side, we had Dustin and. Brian Danielson, of Brian course. Went over. Brian Danielson was going to go. Archer and Kingston was awesome, but I'm I don't know the status of Lance Archer, but I was I was kind of scared whenever he did that moonsault yeah. and landed on his head. I feel kinda. I feel like, like with Archer, I'm approaching the Archer situation with a no news is good news mindset. If we haven't heard anything, he's probably all right. Uh, pro- probably just right. got shook a little bit. Um, likely had a mild concussion. Man, do you realize how many companies Lance Archer has worked for? He's worked for, I know he's worked like, for TNA slash Impact. Uh, he's worked for WWE. He's worked for New Japan. He's worked, he, well, he's working in AEW now. Uh, yeah, he's worked in like every major yeah, has company. He been, and, I'd imagine he's had spots in Ring of Honor. Maybe. I don't know. But, like, he started off in original TNA. Yeah. And, like, is he one of the only like that's worked that everywhere? It's just, like, wild. Is he one of the only ones that's worked everywhere? I don't know if everywhere? he's worked everywhere. Well, everywhere meaning. I mean, if we're. If we're okay. Everywhere meaning New Japan, AEW, WWE, and TNA slash Impact. Christian, um, but Christian never had the the New Japan run. I don't think. Did he not? Was he ever in New Japan, Christian? Well, whenever whenever TNA was playing around with New Japan, uh, maybe he maybe had a match against people. I don't know. I don't know about the yeah. timeline because I know Hardy Hardy was on yeah. that card. The Dudleys were on that card. Angle was on that card. I don't think Cage had come come yet. Um. But yeah, um, so Eddie won. Then we had Preston Vance, number ten, against Moxley. And Moxley shit. is just on. Moxley's on some new bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, instead of, uh, you know, he has a new new child at home, and he's worried about. Uh, he, that's his only yeah. care. So instead of a logical human being who would retire, uh, he said. I'm coming for you before you come for me and you're not going to hurt me. You're not going to take me out. So he has just been murdering. Yeah. And um, luckily Preston Vance got some offense in, but Moxley the destroyed him. Good. I mean, he ripped, he, he ripped the mask. Yeah. He bit his face. He bloodied him, but luckily he didn't take him out. Yeah, for Preston, like Preston was time. bleeding like fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, Preston Vance uh, should roll with uh, 
with the broken mask from now on. Uh, I, he, he's a good-looking guy, uh, and out of all of the Dark Order members, well, he's the he's the one that I could see them pushing as a single star because they're kind of already yeah. doing that. But I mean, farther down yeah. the line, um, so that sets up that this. The night we are recording this, we saw Brian Danielson against Eddie and Kingston in Open Rampage. And people stood up and clapped and cheered yeah. in the middle of the fucking yeah. match. So for anybody who says Eddie's good on the mic, but he can't wrestle, watch that fucking match and tell, try and tell me that again. Um, but what was interesting, John, about that match was Eddie was uh brian had him in a triangle choke and eddie gave him the finger and he was trying to punch out of it but danielson kept elbowing him in the head and he finally fell asleep we cut to cm punk with tony Schiavone, and they're basically they're they're not really giving cm punk a solid feud right now he's just kind of doing whatever Eddie Kingston comes back. He's pissed off. He starts talking shit for no reason to Punk. And and Punk said, "Do you want to go to sleep again? I just saw what ha- I just saw what happened." <laughs> and then like Ruby and some other people broke like pushed Kingston out of the way. So, I'm very excited for for that to happen, John. Um but uh the next the match that will be on dynamite i assume it's going to be on dynamite yeah. right is moxley and orange cassidy yeah. and uh i feel bad for orange cassidy yeah because um he is he is not going to have the time to be comedic or play mind games however you want to look at it the little kicks the sloth stuff is not going to happen this may be an entire fucking squash yeah. And if that, when that happens, John, we're going to get Moxley and Danielson. Yeah. Danielson said in his promo before facing Kingston that Eddie Kingston and John Moxley are the strongest or the toughest wrestlers he knows, but he's better. If it comes down to Moxley, and Danielson, which is most likely. Who do you think is going to win? So, yeah, uh, Danielson. Danielson has been undefeated since arriving in AEW. I will counter that with Moxley made a promo, I believe, the night after Double or Nothing, and he said all these people just think they can come in here and have a career when I came in the beginning and this and that. So there's an interesting uh, thing going there. Um, Keep going, though. But Moxley is on a different level right now, dude. Like, it's, 
I don't know how else to describe it than scary. Here's the thing. If it comes down to Danielson and Moxley, whoever wins is going to wrestle Omega or Page. So let's say Danielson wins. If he faces Omega, they put on a match of the year candidate earlier this year. It'll be good. It'll continue a story. If Danielson faces Paige, it will give Paige so much to learn, to to grow from, and it will be a big, big deal for Paige to beat, give Danielson his first yeah. loss. On the other hand, if John Moxley wins and he goes up against Paige, the same thing can be said. And also, Moxley is a former champion. Yeah. Whereas Paige would be holding the title. Alternately, if it's Moxley against Omega, there's there's a lot there, man. There is a lot there. Kenny Omega basically cheated him out of his world, world championship. Yeah. So... When it comes time, when it comes time to actually pick predictions for that show, I don't know what I'm gonna say. I think I know what I'm gonna say for the t- title match. I don't know what I'm gonna say for the eliminator. Right. But I think it speaks volumes that there is that there is or there are nothing but good scenarios with any way this can go. Any outcome. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It, it's just it's awesome. The 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 booking in AEW is just so goddamn clean. You know what I mean? Like and not all of it that it has flaws, but specifically where the world title is concerned, it's amazing. Agree, but uh, so yeah, they yeah. introduced they introduced a uh, secondary woman's title, uh, much like the TNT Championship. It is the TBS Championship. Um, the the uh, number two through five, yeah. ranked females got yeah. buys into the second round, and that was Thunder Rosa, Jade Cargill. Nyla Rose and Chris Statlander. That's in the right. first round, in the first round, we have already seen Serena Deeb lose to Hikaru Shida. Shida got her 50th yep. win um, in a fantastic fucking yeah. match. I'm loving, I'm loving them right now. I'm uh, loving, I'm I loving love the new attitude on Serena. Serena yeah. Uh, we had Penelope Ford and Ruby Soho in a pretty good match, and Ruby went on. So in the second round, we're going to have Chris against Ruby and Nyla and Sheeta, uh, which reignites a long feud. Uh, we still have yet to see two of the other first-round matches. Thunder Rosa will be either facing Anna Jay or Jamie Hayter. And 
when we were first discussing this, when it was announced, mm-hmm. John, this was the only match that I did not have a winner uh, because it could go either way. Jamie Hayter uh, ha- comes into AEW with a lot of steam. She's put with the world champion. But Anna Jay, since coming back from injury, I think has had only one loss, and sh- she's on fire. Thunder Rosa's a face. Yeah. I'm thinking Hater wins with help because you know Rebel and Brit will be there, or at least Rebel. Um, because if they put Rosa and Anna Jay against each other, it's going to be like super hard to super hard to yeah. pick. Uh, I, I I don't know who do who do you think is going to go over there? In uh, what one did you say? I'm I'm trying to look at it. Anna J and Jamie. Hader. Anna J and Jamie Hader. I am going to go with Anna J. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I don't know. I don't. This is the only one of the first round matches that I had no clue, and I still. I'm going to go with. And well, either- the reason I'm going to go with Anna J is because she's coming out of the gate. She's coming out of the gate hot, off a big return. Uh, Jamie Hader is trying to establish herself as basically as basically Bert Breaker's hater. So I could see them giving this to Jamie Hader, but the reason I could if they see give it to Jamie Hader, it to J- if, if they give it to Jamie Hader, there's going to be f- fuckery. Yeah. Uh, See the re- the one reason I could see them going with Anna J is because Anna J is greener than Jamie. Jamie's been in the game longer. Jamie's wrestled in Stardom. She's held titles in Stardom and in the UK in Rev Pro. Anna J could get a lot of knowledge and um, whatnot out of Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Um. But let's go on to the other match that hasn't happened. The Bunny versus Red Velvet. And the winner here will go on to face Jade Cargill. This is a no-brainer. Red Velvet wins and loses to Jade. Jade goes to the semis. Yep. Jade goes to the semis against Thunder yep. Rosa. Um, now, looking at the second round down below... We got Nyla and Sheeta and Chris and Ruby. I'm going to go with Sheeta and Ruby. Yeah, Sheeta and Ruby. Um, I'm in total agreement with Sheeta and, Shida, ah, Shida and Ruby, even though it breaks my heart because I would love Chris Statlander to be the first holder of the TBS title. I agree. Um. <clears throat> I think the first holder of the TBS title comes down to Jade Cargill and Ruby Soto. I totally agree. And in that scenario, I think it's going to go to Jade. I don't know. Because Ruby... Like, Ruby got pushed to a title yeah, match yeah, right away. But, which, 
which AEW doesn't Those usually do. do. Now, Jade is someone they are trying to establish. Ruby has been in the game, and Tony Khan knows probably everything about her career yeah. because Tony Khan, from what wrestlers say on AEW Unrestricted, Tony Khan is probably the biggest wrestling nerd on right. the planet. He could say, give it to Ruby because Ruby deserves it. Or he could say, we're trying to establish Jade as a major player. Give if it to her. If you want to establish Jade Cargill, you need to give her this title. It needs to happen now because if it doesn't happen now, people are going to stop giving a fuck about her altogether. And you can't have... So you, th so you think it's a Braun Strowman type Braun situation. situation? And I think you can't have everybody stay undefeated. You can't have every new signee stay undefeated for this long. Well, isn't Jade undefeated? That's as what well? I'm saying. Yeah. Ruby's undefeated. Yeah. Jade's undefeated. Well, Brian's undefeated. Punk's undefeated. Um, yeah, but Jade's the one. Jade isn't a, a new signee. Yeah. I, I know. know. I know. So, yeah. 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 Uh, I think I'm going to agree with you, John. I think the winner of the, I think the first ever TBS champion is going to be Jade Cardgill. And it's either going to push her to new heights or she's going to flop. And if she flops, flop. they'll get it off of her right I, away. I don't think she's going to flop at all. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's one of the. Jade Cardgill is going to be the first TBS champion because she's that bitch. All right. Impact. What's next? Impact is next. Boy, oh boy. And this is your territory, so I'm going to throw it to my good friend, Tim Bartley. Um, Absolutely. Um, I don't have anything for Impact. Thick. You have a picture of uh, Moose or whatever. Yeah. I don't need ah, notes. Ah, you don't, I can okay. talk. Go for it. Yeah. Um, Bound for Glory was in, uh, I would give it an A. Yeah. Um, every match pretty much ruled. Uh, even the Violent by Design uh, versus Heath match, and then Rhino coming and saving Heath, leaving Violent by Design was fun. Uh, the Gauntlet match was fun. Uh, we saw the Iconics debut and win the uh, female tag titles, Impact what, Knockouts what, what, Tag Team what, Championships. Oh, uh, the inspiration. Now? The inspiration. The, yeah. Uh, thank you, John. Um, and I am super. I wasn't about that. I, I, I just, I didn't yeah. remember what they were calling. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm super over the moon about that because I love them both, but not having Jessica McKay on TV is crime against humanity. Is slanderous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the X Division title scene right now fucking rules. Steve Macklin uh, is showing things that he had never shown in NXT. Um, uh, El Phantasma was great, and Trey Miguel is Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, you can't yeah. tell me anything. He He's Miles Morales. He, he won. And um, on the following, on the episode after this week's episode of Impact was very solid as well. And 
it opened with Trey putting the title on the line against Rocky Ooh. Romero. And I'm very hot and cold with Rocky Romero. But this may have been the best Rocky Romero match I've ever seen. Um, but going back to Bound for Glory, Mickey James dethroned Deanna Perrazzo uh, about 33 days before Perrazzo would have broken Ty Valkyrie's record. Um, what cool move, yeah. you know? He, let Ty have yeah. that because, you know, she's in her late 30s now. And she, she's not going to go very far with WWE. And, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, she's going to be featured. She's going to be in the scene. But they're not going to push her to the moon. Um, so she can always say, you know, uh, unless you're Rick Steiner's son. Um, Cameron Grimes has been talking but, about going uh, to the moon forever, and he's never going to get there. Yeah, Cameron Grimes rules. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, no, I love him. That's why I wear this hat. Yeah, he 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 went over. Uh, what's his name? L. A. Knight. L. A. Knight. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, so the the main event caused a lot of commotion so. online. Josh Alexander, the Iron Man, one of the best wrestlers on the planet, who has worked his ass off, who up until about a couple of months ago still had a day job where he was working overtime. Um, he wrestled Christian Cage for the Impact title. In a fantastic match, he won. His, his son, who was old enough to be there, was there along with his wife. They come in, they hug, celebrate. Now, the Call Your Shot gauntlet match winner was Moose. Moose went in with an alliance with Morrissey and threw him out near the end. Uh, it came down to a singles match between Cardona and Moose, and Moose won. Moose came down, cashed it in, as you would say, and while the child and the wife were still in the ring. Brian Hebner let it go. And in one spear, everything that Alexander had sacrificed and worked for was out of his hands as soon as it got into him. Now, a lot of people were pissed. And a lot of people weren't pissed. I can understand both sides. But I'm on the not piss side. And here's why. Moose, Moose's career in Impact Wrestling has always been on the up. And it's always been, can Moose be a champion? Can he get the job done? Moose adopted a malicious, malevolent side and all of that uh, you know, turning on people and using people got him to his goal. He has major heat right now. And when out when it eventually happens, when Alexander defeats him, Alexander's gonna be so over 
that I don't even know if Alexander would have thought he'd be. Yeah. So on impact this week, Moose came down to address the crowd. Eddie Edwards came down because he was eliminated by Moose and they have a long history. Um, the security broke it up. Moose cut amazing promo set, putting over the impact championship and him as the champion. And he mentioned he didn't care how elite you are. He doesn't care what tribe you are chief of. He doesn't care if you're the boss, you're the man, you're a woman, you're a king, you're a queen. He doesn't care about what day of the week you wrestle on. You can add a new day to the week and it still wouldn't matter. I am the best champion right now because I have this. And that was the best fucking promo I've heard from Moose and possibly anyone in Impact for a long time. Um, Josh Alexander then came down, well, didn't come down, came out through the crowd, Germaned him, and Moose ran into the crowd, and Minoru Suzuki mm-hmm. came out. And Minoru and Alexander exchanged forearms. Uh, Alexander broke out of the, of the sleeper. Minoru broke out of the ankle lock. Scott D'Amour gets bombarded by Cardona, Edwards, uh, saying they want a shot. Scott says, look, next week we'll have a six-man match. You, Alexander, and you against Moose. And if he can find two people, if he can't, I don't care. Uh, You all three can face him. And as soon as that happened, he hears something in the background. He rushes, and Josh Alexander is about to beat the bricks off of Brian Hebner. Scott D'Amour talks him down and tells him, I want you to be the face of this company. You are the face of this company, but you have to think about uh, not throwing everything away. And he agreed that what Brian Hebner did was wrong, but he can't take it back. So we have a lot going on there. And I, I, I'm here for it. I love yeah. it. Um, Impact uh, uh, from Bound for Glory and this past week's Impact. I think I might start watching regularly again because uh, th- they ha- they have a lot of good stuff, and yeah. they might be getting other good stuff. Huh, John? Yeah, they will. Um, all I was going to say about Impact is from hearing you talk about it, whenever you do. Um, Impact has sort of this like up and down sort of roller coaster thing that they do where like it can be really good but it can be just as shit but well you know what but that happens I'll tell you why I'll tell you why Um, they always put titles and faith in people who left Right now, yeah. right now they have Josh Alexander and Moose, Cardona, Eddie, all in the heavyweight title scene. You got Morrissey, you got Macklin, you got Trey, you got you got a whole plethora of great talent who could have left, uh, but they have. Yeah, 
and there's new people coming too. And, you know, I think we're not going to see a downslope for a while because Moose is in it for the yeah. long haul. Alexander's yeah. in it for the long haul. Uh, Jordan Grace is in it for the long haul. Ellering's in it for the long haul. Tasha Steele's, uh, Rosemary, Havoc, Sammy, Eddie, Cardona, Chelsea Green, fucking everybody there right now are people that impact can. They're people that they can trust. Trust. That's what it is. Exactly. Because impact has been stabbed in the fucking back by so many people. I mean. But. You I don't know if I would call it stabbed for... in the back, but yeah. Yeah. You, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you can't, you can't fault guys and girls going elsewhere for more money for, for reasons, uh, for a lot of different reasons, you know, other people they want to face, they've done everything they could yeah. there. They want to make a better home and, and home life for their family, et cetera, et cetera. You can't fault them, but at the same time, Trey could have left with his buddies. He chose not to. Moose definitely could have left. He didn't. Alexander could probably leave, but I just feel like like Impact is still kind of struggling to recover from the Bischoff, Hogan, and Dixie Carter era. Now. We did a show uh, in our early days of Armbar Audio. Second Coming of Impact. About the Second Coming of Impact. And the reason why it wasn't the Second Coming, and we were wrong, was because you had guys who are now in AEW pulling a lot of viewers in. And the roster that they have now, like you said earlier, are people that impact can trust yeah. and our next topic, our last topic yeah. round that we're rounding off the freestyle about. this week with, will probably, will probably help, help impact. It, it'll help a lot of companies to be perfectly honest. It's already helping GCW talk brother. About that a little bit, but probably the hottest topic in wrestling right now is what is going on with Ring of Honor. Um, Now, if you're watching this and you're thinking, oh, Hot Topics and Pro Wrestling, bet they're going to talk about Ring of Honor. This is it. Because this news broke literally like yesterday or a day ago? Two days ago? Yeah, it was either a day or two days ago. It's recent and it's Fucking crazy. Major. Now, uh, John, why don't you give the rundown? Okay, it? so then I'll give opinions. Okay, so the quick rundown for as far as I, how, as far as like, I remember, what it, you read from what I read is that Ring of Honor uh, pretty much came out and said that they are going to continue to run up until final battle 
They're going to put on final battle and then they're taking a break. They're going on hiatus until March, 2022 or April, March or April, 2022. And they want to do super card of honor then, but nothing in between. And that they want to reimagine the company or the brand or whatever. Yeah. That's part of the rundown that you asked me to give. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. Uh, they want to reimagine the brand. They want to rework some workouts and kinks. But this announcement came with some stuff that was kind of weird. Um, they release every contracted wrestler that they have and said that they will continue to receive their normal paychecks until March or April 2022. And the, or like the people who signed all the way till f- past final yeah, battle will yeah, get it. The people, and yeah. then the other people are going to be, they are going to have meetings and figure yeah. it out. But the biggest thing is that they said that they weren't going to stop anybody or that their people could start taking independent dates and dates at other companies immediately. So none of that right. non-compete stupid horse shit that comes from Connecticut. And a lot a lot of the tweets from Ring of Honor wrestlers uh, made it sound like there was no future for them there. Yeah. Anymore. Uh, we already had the newly christened GCW uh, tag team champions be called out by FTR. Yeah. And Briscoe said, you know, your boss knows how to contact us. Um, you know, there's a lot of people talking about a lot of stuff. You know, we've, we talked about Jonathan Gresham and Brian Danielson. Yeah, uh, and- Shane Taylor seems to have implied that Shane Taylor Promotions is going to go on the move. Show Which is great. I, I, hope, I hope they show up in New Japan. Because Shane Taylor has been saying there's no better three man squad, and if and you know have them have them face the never six man champs. Uh, I'd also like to see Shane Taylor in Impact. Yeah. Uh, I'd also like to see him go for the never title himself. Um, I mean, you got a plethora of talent there, right. like Roosh, and- Dragon Lee. Bandito. Yeah. And I was going to say, speaking of Bandito, speaking of Bandito, um, GCW, quick on the draw, has booked Bandito for three shows in December. And they also booked Brody King for a show at the end of November. And they already have a working relationship with Alex Zane and Jonathan yeah. Gresham. So I would expect to see more of them. Um, I know Alex Zane worked a little bit for Impact uh, recently. I think he was in one of the Triple Threat X Division mm-hmm. matches. I, uh, I think it was the one that El Fantasma won. Um, but everybody's saying a lot of different stuff. They're saying that it's because of a lot of mismanagement. A lot of people are going to... All in and the MSG show. 
people are saying that the Madison Square Garden show was only good because of New Japan and um, the ROH matches didn't do anything for them and that Bully Ray was a shit booker and the whole Enzo cast thing was terrible. Uh, the, they went back to All In saying wow. that if they would have treated the Bucks and Cody better, Maybe AEW wouldn't have come to fruition, and yes, the problem it, it, the problem is that. one of the problems are Sinclair Broadcasting did not share the same vision as Joe Coff, and Ring of Honor has always been a special promotion that would continually change the landscape of wrestling and since sinclair got them it had not felt that way it it felt like a good wrestling product but they didn't advertise much they didn't do a lot of marketing the pandemic hurt them really bad because live shows is what they thrived on and And i told you when when i went to the most recent ring of owner show that i went to was at the tail end of 2019. And that was before the pandemic even really got bad. And the attendance of that show was insanely low. Well, yeah, dismal. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, um, Ring of Honor hasn't been itself for a long time. When they came back from the pandemic, they did the pure. Um, they brought back the pure and championship and did the tournament. That was exciting. The women's division was exciting under Maria Canellis. Uh, band, they have so much talent. Bandito, like Bandito's Rouge, great. Lee, uh, Brody King, uh, Matt Taven. Yeah, uh, it, you go on and on. It's not like it's not like they were hurting for yeah. talent. They were hurting. They were hurting in the other departments. I feel like Sinclair just didn't give felt a shit. like Ring of Honor was a filler for television spots and nothing else. And and then John, we found out something been, that people aren't talking about. But and but it, it is worth noting that a lot of the problems that fans have had with Ring of Honor most recently seem to not really have anything to do with Ring of Honor. They all seem to have to do a lot with Sinclair. Right. And we found some information that nobody is talking about for some reason, but probably has a huge factor to play here because Fightful said that sports Fightful said that Sports Illustrated reported that there's conflicting reports right now. Brian Alvarez says it's not happening. A lot of other places are saying it is happening. About them selling Sinclair the, the is library. supposedly se- yeah. trying to sell their library, which is from 2012 on, for more than what it's worth. And I tend to not believe Alvarez. I'm starting, I believe the other people because of what we are going you are going to talk about right now. So, uh, 
Sinclair Broadcast Group. Um, this is from ABC this is from News. ABC News. On October 16th, 2021, so not very long ago, and not very long before this Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor stuff has begun to happen, uh, Sinclair Broadcast Group identified and began to investigate and take steps to contain a potential security incident. On October 17, 2021, the company identified that certain servers and workstations in its environment were encrypted with ransomware and that certain office and operational networks were disrupted. Uh, data also was taken from the company's network. The company is working to determine what information the data contained and will take other actions as appropriate based on its review. This event has caused and may continue to cause disruption to parts of the company's business, including certain aspects of its provision of local advertisements by its local broadcast stations on behalf of its customers. The company is working diligently to restore work operations quickly and securely. So basically, Sinclair Broadcast Group is rapidly, at an alarming, terrifying rate, losing a fuck ton of money. Right. <laughs> this Ring of Honor problem, I don't believe, has to do with Ring of Honor. And the people saying that Ring of Honor is dead, don't believe that shit. Ring of Honor will come back somehow, some way, somewhere. It may look a little different, may feel a little different, but that these things happen. Um, Look at TNA Impact. Right. Right. How many times did we think they were going to die? So, so like, (laughs) it's it's not all doom and gloom. Right. Instead, look on the positive side. Look at the potential matchups you'll be able to see. Yeah, these people are still going to get work. They're still going to get paid. I mean, FTR already called out the Briscoes. You know Tony Khan has his eye on Bandito and Dragon Lee and probably Roosh too because because Andrade and because they're fucking awesome and Brody King because he's PWG tag champion with Malachi. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people Bro. who can go a lot Bro. of places and help until if ROH Tony comes Khan. back. Now, they released, they released everyone yeah. now. They fully, so they fully released everyone. So, if these wrestlers... If these wrestlers find a home somewhere else, ROH has to begin from the ground up. Which isn't which isn't and undoable, in my opinion. No, because Ring of Honor. Think of the crop of talent that the you're name s- holds. What the name the holds, name holds weight. weight, and the name holds sentimental CM value. Punk, Brian, yeah, CM Punk, Brian Danielson. Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. Cesaro. Chris Hero. Uh, then low-key, Homicide. You know, you, you would have never heard about these guys if it wasn't for Ring of Honor. Seth Rollins. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. But also, 
the name holds weight because of that, but also a lot of fans were exposed for the first time to Japanese wrestling due to our Ring of Honor. Before they played around with New Japan, they had a lot of working relationship with Noah. They one of the best, if not the best, match in ROH history had to do had was a was a faction match of Dragon Gate wrestlers. Uh, Ring of Honor was a pioneering company when wrestling needed a pioneering company. When WWE had no more competition and was putting money on big buff dudes. Ring of Honor said, let's bring wrestling back. Let's do this. Let's do that. And and you cannot destroy that. You can never destroy that. People will always respect and remember ROH. And that reason alone is why it's not going to die. Right. It's going to be revived. I believe Ring of Honor when they say that it will be the problem all lies in who's who's got their hand over the company. Right. Now, Jeff loves wrestling. He's a different vision than Sinclair ever did. But he's also an executive at Sinclair. So, are we going to have to wait for Sinclair to get their shit together to stage? Or is Sinclair going to be in such a bad spot to where they're going to have to sell ROH altogether. Um, I'll say this. If the tape library goes anywhere, it's going to AEW. Yeah. Two reasons. Khan has way more money than Vince. And Tony Khan, Second, Tony Khan is chomping at the bit to create a fucking streaming service. Yeah. Bang. Tony Schiavone just said that he thinks by the end of 2022, there's going to be a streaming service. Tony Khan has has talked about a streaming service. And Tony Khan has very way, publicly had issues with the people that stream their pay-per-views now. <laughs> right. So, uh, if the tape library is sold, even though it's not the glory days of, of Ring of Honor, also, Tony Khan has incentive to buy it because even though he owns the the name, I believe, of All In, he does not own yeah. the footage. Ring of Honor mm -hmm. does. Now, if the company gets sold, hopefully it's to someone who gives a shit. Hopefully it's to a Billy Corgan or a Tony Khan. I'm not saying them. I'm saying people who are like that. The name can't die. You can't. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe Brett. Maybe Don Callis and Scott D. Moore. Just Who knows? Sense. I don't know. But all I'm saying is keep your eye on Sinclair uh, because that's where you're going to find the answers and the clues to what's going to happen with Ring of Honor. Especially um, if you're a person that's into stocks at all, keep an eye on the Sinclair stocks. Yeah. yeah. So, but next week, I think we should do. Uh, let's see. Let me look at my calendar. Um, I want to talk about something really quick because next week we might just take a break. 
because we've got a big thing coming up next week, Tim. Oh yeah, we should take a take that week off because I'm looking at yeah. I'm looking at um I'm looking at the number. There's no real big shows that I've in my in my calendar. So yeah, tell them what's up. So you are involved in this as well, which I'm very excited about. So I want to talk about it a little bit as well. But um, oh, let me introduce it. Yeah, then. let me let me a week let from me today. A week from today. Uh, well, I'm not gonna start like that. <laughs> start however uh, you want. John. I guess. <laughs> John is my best friend. Um. And the thing that he does that makes me most proud of him is that he involves himself in something called Extra Life, where he streams video, playing video games or anything, really. He streams for 24 hours straight and and raises money for children's hospitals. This makes me very proud of him, like I said. And this year, along with some of our friends who you may have seen on the universe, uh, his cousins, I will be involved. All of us are going to get together and have a great day. And we're going to raise money for sick kids. And um, the details come from john but i'm very happy to be a part of it uh because uh sick kids is one of the biggest tragedies in especially the world, right now in my opinion. because we're still like when we're still living in a pandemic that could have ended over six months ago because of yeah, but even but e- even with, without that, just like learning about child cancer, like I can't, a child should never, there should never be cancer in a child. There should, but, but children shouldn't. Cancer goes in the dog. Live, it uh, doesn't get like it gets everybody. Uh, no, I know that. I'm yeah. just saying personally, like that. That is a. That's really hard for me, to, uh, it's, accept. It's one of those. And I don't yeah, have it's kids. It's one of those very cruel, very relentless facts of life. Um, but I'm going to throw it to the graphic. Uh, we'll talk over it. But yeah. So, yes. Um, we're It's going to be November 6th, 2021. Uh, we're going to start it around 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is when I want to try to start it up. But yeah, uh, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Saturday to 10 a.m. Sunday, November 6th, November 7th, full 24, 25, really, because daylight savings time is ending that night. <laughs> uh, it's going to be basically 24 hours of chaos, 24 hours of hilarity, entertainment, video games, challenges. We have a wheel of punishments that will be spun for donation amounts. Um, yeah, uh, it's going to involve us 
eating gross stuff or touching gross stuff or something. I I don't have all the details worked out yet. Yeah, there, we're, there's a, there's a lot of ideas being thrown about so, um, by like five crazy <laughs> people. So, but yeah, it's uh, it's good times for a good cause. So yeah, the yeah. money that we raise um, is going to be going to UPMC Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh. Uh, if you are interested in raising money yourself, you can just go to extra-life.org. Signing up is so easy. Tim can do it. True. <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> but yeah, um, please tune in. Donate if you can. If you can't donate, totally fine. Totally understandable. Um, the financial world is in absolute ruins. Uh, but if you can't donate, spread the word, share it on social media, where share it by word of mouth, talk to your friends about it. Uh, it's, it's going to be John. I think, I think we should do the stream here because that's where we've been promoting it here on Umbra audio. Yeah. Because that's where we've been promoting. And that's where we have the most reach, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, disregard. I mean, we'll probably still call it Gooniverse Gaming because that's the affiliation that it has. Yeah. But it's going to be on this channel. Hell, we could even put it on both channels, probably. I'm sure there's a way to do it. But yeah. Probably. Uh, so, channel link for the Gooniverse will be in the description. That's where some stuff will go up, but most of the stuff will be here. Uh, so like I said, tune in, donate if you can't, if you can't donate, spread the word. We're going to be incessantly reminding you that this is coming up throughout the week on social media. So, uh, yeah. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for listening to this show. Uh, I really have been enjoying doing these freestyles. Yeah, me too. Uh, wherever you are in the world, whether it's morning, noon or night, you have a great one and peace and love to Bye all bang. of you. John, bring it in. Bang! Too sweet me. Brother!